Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. It's a blessing to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to thank Todd and Pathway Church for supporting this work in Haiti. Because without you, I couldn't spread the gospel like I'm able to. And I tell people, there's two kinds of missionaries. One's in the well, and one's that hold the rope. And you guys are holding the rope, and I really appreciate it. And I'm going to tell you what God is doing in Haiti through just a little guy like me. First of all, I want to thank my brother Andy Stevenson and his wife Lori for coming here. In 1995 in September, this Bible thumper, which I called him, two of these guys dragged me into a church in September 1995. And all I can tell you is two Bible thumpers went in and three came out. Yeah, so thank you so much, Andy. We're, you never know who's going to be a tool to lead somebody to Christ. And I want to th- thank Carl and Tanya Naiman and Wayne McConkie and Todd as a part of the board of Kids Against Hunger. Let me tell you, in 2016, after the hurricane, the mountain children were eating the bark off the trees. They were so hungry. They were eating the bark. And I phoned Carl. I was just Rip because the hurricane destroyed 90% of everything the mountain people own. And I phoned Carl and I said, Carl, these kids are eating bark. We need, and this man put together a container of food and we took it up there. And what we do, we did a feeding program because I'm not there to just feed them physically, I got to feed them spiritually. Because, but guess what? They got to be alive to hear the word. And this brother sent me a container of food, and we started a feeding program Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it continues to this day from 2016 on, because these guys have been sending me the food. And through that, through that, we generally, we do it on a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, and we generally feed 200 men, women, and children. But guess what? Before they get one grain of rice or one bean, We give them the gospel for 20 minutes. And before they eat, they're hearing the word. If I don't give them the word, I'm just another NGO. I'm just another UNICEF. We're body of Christ. First and foremost is to preach the gospel and give glory to him and then feed them. And you cannot imagine the families that have come to the Lord from Kids Against Hunger Food. It's amazing. I could go on and on about that, but we got to get the show going here. So, all right, so... Hang in. There's, there's three parts to being a missionary. Now, this is just me. This isn't some... I haven't been to some big seminary to learn how to be a missionary. I didn't get called to go to Haiti. I just jumped in both feet. I don't recommend it. I was, I was, I was single and irresponsible. Now I'm married with two kids and i got to be responsible. But anyway, this is what I did. So there's three parts to being a missionary. 
First and foremost, it's, first of all, it's not, building, it's not building schools, orphanages, and clinics like we all think. Jesus Christ didn't come into the world to build schools, orphanages, and clinics. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And that is what we got to do. We got to proclaim his name wherever we go. Mission field's just outside that door, guys. So what we do with, with the uh, mountain people, so the three points to a missionary. First and foremost, evangelize. So this is what we started to do with the mountain people. This is a loudspeaker that I have. It's like a portable deal. You plug her in. It's got a 75-hour charge. And that is a little projector. And what we do, first and foremost, is we go up there. And I mean two hours, three hours on a machine, and then we're another three hours on a donkey. They'd never seen a white guy, so I kind of stick out in a crowd, if you know what I mean. And they just see this white thing on a donkey coming up, and they want to go, what is that? And they just come a-running. So what we do is we set this down on a mountaintop and we just start telling them. We do, we do a three-day evangelism. We'll do a three-day outreach up there. And we tell them, come to church, come to church. And we tell them all about it. This is Enoch and Edward. And, and uh, we're, we're yelling down. You wouldn't believe it. They can hear it an hour away because of the, the volume. All right, keep her going. So, all right, so here's what we do. We got all these mountain people bringing their donkeys, riding up and coming to, and, 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 and we, we're, we're in a building. I got a, there's a school up there that I asked if we could use. So we got all these people, voodoo people coming, and they want to know what's going on. First of all, what is a film? What, what's a movie? They don't even know. They've never seen one in their life. So what we do, we hang a bed sheet up. We just put a couple rocks and we hang a bed sheet up there and we show, we got the Jesus film in Creole. And it's, there's two versions, a children and an adult one. Well, you can't show the adult one because every typical mountain person, 70% can't read or write. And you don't want this to go over their head. So you got to show the children's one because they got the same mentality as like a 13 or 14 year old here. So we show the Jesus film. And it, well, what was crazy, some of the women or people, they would look behind the screen because they thought the people were behind the veg sheet. Like this is their mentality. So we, first of all, it's a movie. They don't know what a movie is. So they're watching this thing. You know, the light comes on. They think the light is going to burn the sheet. And they're, what is this? They get to see the gospel in Creole. It's just unbelievable. And what we do, and mo- most of them are all unsaved. And, and so out of that evangelism, you're going to get a group that comes up to you and say, please come back. We want to hear more about this Jesus that loves us. Because in Haiti, they do not love. It, and, and God showed me that real early. And, and, and love is the second most word used in the Bible other than Jesus, I've been told. How do you get through to a broken soul like that is the love of Jesus. So we're talking about love. They want to know all about this, you know. So so we had to plant a church. So we, we, we did that. Next thing you know, we're planting a church. So it's always evangelized. Then you pastor them and then you disciple them. So, so we, like I said, they got to be alive to hear the word. So here's Carl's Kids Against Hunger Food. We're cooking for the club that came and joined us. All right, keep going. These are ladies. These people weren't saved. Keep going. Oh, they were actually mad. There's a typical mountain woman right there. That lady's 70 years old. Her, her, the, the bottom of her feet are like a Kodiak boot. You, you wouldn't believe what they're like. They walk everywhere. So there we are. We're feeding them. 
That's the girls cooking up. That's kids against hunger food. And so 70% of the mountain people can't read or write. So forget about giving them a track or a Bible. So what I did was a a group in, in the USA called Faith Comes by Hearing heard what I was doing. They sent me 40 of these and we take them up on donkeys. What this is, is the Bible in Creole. And they get to hear it. It's solar powered. And so they just flip up that little thing and they get to hear the... These are two leaders that were leading two of our churches up there. And so... But the people can't read or write, so they get to hear the gospel. We give it to the, uh, the blind people too. That's just a service. One of our outreaches. That's the school we were using. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these ladies... These ladies were mad. They didn't like what we were talking about. So they're just drilling Edward. What do you mean this Jesus loves us? What are you talking about? They were upset. Well, guess what? Three weeks later, they wanted to know who he was and they came to the Lord. Now, we're taking their names because we always pray for them. Oh, yeah, they were mad. So this is just, yeah. Here we're going. This is just our outreach. This is a church we planted, and you wouldn't believe how far up that is. Never heard the gospel. It's just awesome. So guys, keep these guys in your prayer. There's Franz on the left, his brother Jordani, Enoch, a family from North Bay, sent me exactly what I needed to to send him to four years of seminary in the best one in Port-au-Prince. He's now our pastor, and Edward is our youth guy right there. And then there's Jed Clampett there on the right. There... There's Enoch. The people were all excited. We got to get a picture with Enoch. Like they're coming to know the Lord and they're all excited. When, and, and, and guys, you wouldn't believe it. So after the people get saved, what we want them to do, keep her going, is, is we, oh, that's that one. All right, so hang in. So, so with that, after we get them saved, what, what the local people do is we tell them to go get the voodoo people. I'm coming up with the film again. Go get the voodoo. Because I don't want the church full of people saved. We want unsaved. So, so these guys will ride around on their donkeys and they'll bring the witch doctors. Two of them. Two, these two came. So we went up and we did the Jesus film. And these two witch doctors are sitting there. And, and all the voodoo people. And about halfway through, two-thirds of the way through the through the, the, the Jesus film, I see the witch doctor, he's got, he's got his hands like this. And, and, and he's not watching. I'm going, oh, well, he's like me. He never listened, is what I thought. And then I just see water running between his fingers. He was crying. And that witch doctor lives 12 hours from my house. Three days later, he came down to my house, 12-hour trip, sat on my porch, and he said, I want to know that Jesus that loves me because you said he died for me. He said, the, 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 the God I serve wants me to die for him. We led him to the Lord right there. It was just awesome. I could tell you so many stories, but that's what God's doing. Okay, so now... The kids are the next generation, all right? The kids are the future of this country. So what, we do, so what happens is, so we're planting our churches, and we got a bunch of kids in our Sunday school, just great. But guess what? I got, we got 400 voodoo kids out in front of the church. They're not allowed to come in. Voodoo people won't let their children, voodoo people in their head know that church is on Sunday. If those children come to our, our Sunday school, they'll get beat. And I don't mean a little tap. I'm talking about an 18-inch barbed wire, rake it down their back. That's, that's the sort of discipline they give. And I'm, so I'm talking with Edward. Just hang in there, brother. And that's Edward. And I'm talking with Edward. And I go, man, we got to get these voodoo kids here. And I told him, they, they, the moms and dads won't let them come. And I thought, okay, okay. Hey, what about Saturday? 
they, what about Saturday? Well, the mountain people on Saturday are gone to the market. They leave their kids at their house. And you'll have five-year-olds babysitting a two-year-old and a three-year-old. That's just the way it is. So we started a Saturday kids program. And what happens is, how do you attract a kid to come to your program? Cook a kids against hunger meal. When those, 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 those kids can smell food for two miles because they're hungry. So the voodoo kids started to come around. And here we are. We got 60 of our, our, our Sunday school kids now coming on Sunday. And the voodoo kids are all standing there watching. But they don't want to come up because they know if they come up, their dad will beat them. But guess what? Those kids are hungry. And food is a good bait. So we reel them in. We reeled them in with the, with the kids against hunger food. And they started to come. And then the next Saturday, they're back again. Well, this time I got peanut butter and bread. The next Saturday, we got cookies because we can't feed them every, every time. And it is unbelievable what happened. So here's our kid. This is our Saturday Kids Club. Keep it rolling. I'm going to show you something. These are two beautiful boys. Yep. Okay, hold on. These little hooligans right here. These were the worst guys. Well, they were like me when I was young. So I knew what I was up against. These guys would stand out, and while we're doing our kids' program on Saturday, they'd be just throwing the stones at our building. Boom! Hitting the roof. Boom! And Edward's in trying to do the kids, and these ones are all out laughing. And then Edward would come out and chase them, and they're like a bunch of wildebeests in Africa. They're gone. I mean, the dust was just flying. But every Saturday... They were doing this, just disrupting, because they're voodoo kids. So we did the meal. We did the meal deal. And they were there when, when the kids were eating. And they saw the food. So Edward said, Vimbala, Ugrangu, come here, are you guys hungry? Oh, we're hungry. Well, if you behave, we're going to feed you. Okay, of course. But guess what? They had to come in with the other 60 kids, and they had to hear the gospel first. These guys were hellions. So we brought them in, and we fed them. Well, guess what? Next Saturday, they're back again because their parents are gone. Next Saturday, they're back again. Next Saturday, they're back again. This time, they're standing at the door. Then the next thing you know, you're sitting. No kidding. Six weeks of them coming, and this is what they did. Edward, can we talk to you after the kids are gone? Here they were, right there. Okay, now jump ahead a couple. So, oh, you, you fixed it. Perfect. So they said, We've never heard what you're telling us. This, this fish swallowed a guy and Jesus rescued him? And, and this guy with the lions and they didn't eat him? Like, because the, these are the books that we, we, we disciple them with. And Edward gives them the gospel. And they said, this man named Jesus, he loves us. He loves us. Our parents don't love us. They know that, right? And so, can we ask him into our heart? And there they are. He led them to the Lord right there. Well, the next week, they went and got all their punk friends, brought them. We went from 60 kids to 80 kids in a in one week. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And there's Edward with some of the kids. Pray for Edward. He's a godly man. And he is great with the kids. Keep it rolling. Oh. Wait a minute. Third set. What? Wait a minute. Where's Happy? Is there, is there any more? Keep, keep going, brother. I, I gotta, I gotta show you. He was the biggest, he was the biggest thief in the mountains and he went around and apologized to all the people he stole from because, remember I said in the video, they don't steal anymore? This was the guy. There's Happy. Thank you, brother. Listen to this. So we got three girls here 
and little happy. His name is Corton, Creole, happy. Well, guess what? He's happy now. Listen to what happened. He was, when I talked on the video about the kids praying, the, the, the dad caught him praying, that's the boy that got caught. Now listen to what happened. He was coming on a Saturday all the time. He came and he asked, Lord, he come up and I want to know this Jesus. I know my dad's going to beat me, but I want to know this Jesus. So we brought this little boy to the Lord. Two weeks later, his voodoo dad comes in and catches him praying in his, in his little room. He sleeps on cardboard. He doesn't even have a bed. It's a piece of cardboard. And he sleeps on the floor and his dad heard something in the room. He went in the room. Little Happy was on his knees praying. So the voodoo dad went and got the barbed wire and he come up and he was just going to hit him. And guess what? He heard his name. The little boy was praying for his mom and dad to know the Lord. And when the witch doctor heard him hear that, he stopped. The next Saturday, Happy's there. The next Saturday, the witch... So Edward's doing the deal with the kids. There's the witch doctor. He's coming up like a, like a, like a, like a bull moose in rut. You know what I mean? He's mad. He's coming up and, he, and he, he, he went right into the kids program and he points to Edward. I want to talk to you. Vin Balo. I want to talk to you. So Edward comes out and Edward's like, whoa. And he just looked at him and, and, and Edward said there was an emotion on his face and it wasn't an evil one. He said, I want to tell you, you're doing a good job with my boy. He couldn't believe. He said, I would, last week I went in and I heard him praying. I went to beat him, but I heard him mention my name and his mother's name. And he has changed. He does his chores. He's not crazy anymore. Just like he said in the video, that's the little guy that did it. So the mother was like, what is going on with my little boy? What's happened to him? They're all voodoo. Next thing you know, she's coming uh, to the school that he goes to, our school, and she got saved through the, the Bible stories. It was unbelievable. All right. That's a little happy. Keep these kids in prayer. All right. Faith comes by what? By hearing. We are in the middle of nowhere. No phone signal. No radio. We got, we got, we got six radio stations in Grand Guave, and they all got Fisher-Price receivers. None of them reached the mountain people. And so I'd be talking to them, and I'm going, do you get the radio? Oh, no, no, Tony. We don't get anything up here. We got no radio. And I'm... Oh, I couldn't sleep for three nights. I said, that's it. How do we get the gospel up here? There's over a half, 93% of the population live in the mountains. So the missions in town are dealing with 7%. I'm dealing with 93%. We've got over a half a million people up there. How do we get to them? Through the gospel. We're building a radio station. Roll them. There we go. So this is just a construction. That's the gator. That's the machine. I got blessed by brothers in Wisconsin. Bought me that. Yeah, I just construct. So we're building a radio station. And I got a group out of Brantford that are going to give me solar-powered radios. And the station, it's locked on my station. So they're going to hear the gospel. Oh, we're excited about it. There we're hauling, hauling the roof trusses up. Carl, you've been up there, actually. There we are. And uh, I broke that thing in half three times. Now we're, you know, it's hard on equipment. But we got to get the gospel to them. So actually, in the video, you saw the blue roof. That's the radio station. So we... That's our next, I, pr- I pray, I just hope to be on the air by May. And we are going to hit over a half a million people with the gospel. I got witch doctors coming to speak and everything. I mean, we're going to do Focus on the Family. We're going to do Masterpiece Theater. The little kids are going to do live plays. Oh, this is exciting because the, the, the Mount, they don't know anything like this. Okay, all right. Yeah. It's enough of the tradesmen. Andy, I just about called you to do the roof. 
Just about, but we got to use metal. So anyway, baptism. So here's what happens. So we evangelized this one area. First time they ever saw a white guy. Now, just hold her right there. And uh, actually, the picture were there. There was a lady about, mm, I'm going to say she was probably 30 minutes from our church. She's 75. She's been blind all her life. But she could hear the loudspeaker. She could hear it. And she was hearing this gospel about this Jesus. And every time we were doing that, this woman was hearing. She lives all by herself. And so, so she sent people to go see what was going on. And they came and they told us about her. And so after we evangelized, we went to see her. It wasn't even 40 minutes, maybe 20. I exaggerate. So maybe 20 minutes. And we go to her house and there she is blind. And I gave her... Not one of the proclaimers, but I got another little device called Treasure. And it's the, the, the gospel in Creole. So she's starting to hear the gospel. She's blind. She couldn't come to church because she, she's blind. So about six months after giving her that, we get the call again from the family. She wants to see you. Down we go, and she wants to know the Lord. So we start. So after church, we start to go and do Bible study with her. After the church, the guys would go down, and we would do our own Bible study with her alone. Well, sure enough, six months into that, she's come to the Lord. Uh, just at 75 years old, blind, and then two months after that, we're talking to her about being baptized, baptism, reading about it. Oh, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. Now she's blind. Now, water in the mountains is not out of your tap. Let me tell you, it's hard. Average, average distance to get water is an hour and a half one way. Little kids are going an hour and a half just to get a gallon of water and come back. Three hours to get water. So, but the mountain people knew where there was a pool 45 minutes away. Keep her going. Look what, the, look what the Haitians did just to get a woman baptized. They carried her for 45 minutes to this pool. She's in her Sunday best. She was so excited. And they took turns. Look at what we had to go up to get to this pool. I mean, you know, it's not like the dunk tank is right here, guys. We had to carry her. So keep her going. There she is, 75 years old. She was a voodoo woman, came to the Lord. We baptized her. But the best part was this pool is used by the locals to do their laundry. Well, the locals saw this group coming to the pool. What's going on down there? What's going on at our pool? So all the, the people came. They're not saved. And they watched all of this. So we had three guys from church get, uh, also get baptized. There's Enoch. And there she is. Oh, she is a lovely lady. Yeah, and there's three other guys getting baptized. So I think we got the people that are standing around watching this. What are they doing dunking these people under the water, right? And then we were able to give the gospel to about 50 of them. 20 of the 50 came to church. They walked 45 minutes just to come to the church service. 12 of them got saved out of that 20. And they come to our church now. There's, yeah, okay. Now this is crazy. I talk about voodoo. Um, I tell people here... Uh, in Haiti, it's demonic possession, and here it's like demonic obsession. We have a disease called affluenza. The, the devil, he knows how to work in every culture. But in Haiti, it's voodoo. 17 kids sacrificed in 11 years I've been there. They sacrificed children, and it's the truth. So they all know I'm a Christian. So from October 25th to November the 3rd, it's called Day of the Dead. Fetamor Gede. And they do it in Mexico, they do it in Cuba, and it's devil worship. So they know I'm a Christian, so you get these nut bars coming in front of my house, dropping, and they're supposed to be zombies. You see the, the gray on them? That, that represents death or a zombie state. Keep it going. 
So they do this. They're there walking by my house because they know old blonde Tony lives there. They want to put on a parade. I wanted to throw a bucket of water on them. There's Nate. I had Nate and Carl. They were blessed to have them there years ago. This is a black cross. This is what they worship, the black cross. It's called a baroon. It's in every cemetery in Haiti and in which doctor's homes you'll see it. And in every cemetery they do that. So guess what? The government's got a budget because they know that they're going to go to the cemetery to worship the dead. So the, the, so three days before the, the ceremony, the, the, the government pays to clean the cemetery. So next, oh yeah, yeah, Halloween, buddy. Wait for Halloween. This is an apprentice witch doctor. People ask me, do they celebrate Halloween in Haiti? I say every day is Halloween. This is what we're dealing with. This is a, so they'll parade around town. This is a witch doctor apprentice. Keep her going. He's a nut bark. Look at, oh, look at, look at those good axe handles there. That's a couple of leg bones. This is at the bottom of the cross. So this is what they do. And, and uh, they, they worship the devil. Where do you see the people there? Look at, look at the people. Kids, there's thousands in the cemetery worshiping the devil. And this is right up from my house. And okay, so, but here's what bothered me the most. 95% of the mountain people practice voodoo. And that week is a big week for them. So we head up there, and as we come up, there's about 300 voodoo people. I see the cow. They're ready to sacrifice it. What do they do? There's the voodoo people. There's like 80 or 90 kids, young kids at these ceremonies with their parents. So the witch doctor slices the neck of the cow. The blood is flowing out. He grabs the cow. He puts it to his face, and he just starts drinking the blood. It's just flying out everywhere. And then the cow will go like this, and they'll die. They do it. Oh, I could. that's nothing. I mean, I'm being easy on you. So I'm going, and, and the kids are watching this, and I'm like, these poor kids. I was really burdened. I said, Edward... We're going to do our own deal, but we're going to call it the Day of the Living. So what we do, there's a voodoo ceremony going on. Well, guess what? There's our ceremony going on right beside it. But only I have food, and those kids are hungry. So this is, so here we are. So what I did, I said, look at you little guys. We're going to go over to where the voodoo temple is. We take our Saturday kids club. We move them all over to the voodoo kids. And, you know, the little voodoo kids are watching this, and then they see the kids, and they're eating. And they're like, man, there's a, what's going on over there? They're serving food, not animals, right? And here we are with the kids. They're all, they're all happy. See, they got their photograph. You can't take a photograph in the mountain unless they're safe. Because why? Number one, and when you go to Haiti, they'll tell you don't take a photograph. But they don't tell you why. The voodoo people, if you take a photograph of voodoo people, number one, they believe their soul can be removed through the eyes of a picture. Number two, that picture can be taken to a witch doctor. They put a knife in the picture and the guy's dead in five days. It's real. It works. I've had many people killed that way. So when the little kids show their picture, this is a huge deal because they, would, they never would allow you to do it before. Keep her going. Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, they're in town. So this is our, our day of the living. This was what we were doing just like in November 3rd. November the 3rd, we stopped. And these are all the kids. So the voodoo kids come. Keep her going. Yep, yep. And oh, yeah. I mean, so through the children, we can get to the parents. Yeah, we do it in three mountain areas. We're in three main areas. They're like 16 hours apart. It's unbelievable. But we got great leaders up there. So there we start to feed them. And that's when the voodoo kids come running. And half of them come back. 
Yeah, there's Edward. Oh, he's a godly guy. Keep him in your prayers, man. We're engaging the enemy every week up there. Yeah. So that's us outside. The voodoo ceremony is right behind the building. Like, and, and some of those kids are voodoo kids. They come over. Okay. Yeah. All right. Was that it? Perfect timing. I've got three minutes. All right. So anyway, guys. Whew. God, I mean, Haiti is in a downward spiral. The country is a sinking ship. The politicians will tell you that. But you know what? As bleak as it is, God is building his church one soul at a time. And it's not about making decisions. It's about making disciples. And with that building in the radio station, only a third of it is the radio. The other part is the discipleship training center where we are going to train and build up Haitian leaders. It, they don't need a white guy to tell them how to do it. They, they don't need me up there. They need themselves to learn. We're going to train them so that I don't have to ride those donkeys anymore. And we're going to send them back to their community to give the gospel. We do an eight-month course. They're going to live there. We're going to feed them every day. And we take our, our six most, let's just say, our smartest youth up there. And then we're going to send them back. I'm going to get them supported. And they're going to give the gospel. And God is going to breathe on those mountains through those people. I totally believe it. There's a move of God going on since 2016 like I've never seen. And you guys are a part of it. I think you so much for your support because that's what God is doing through a little guy like me and through you guys. So God bless you. Thank you so much. And if you ever want to come to Haiti, I got a donkey with your name on it. <laughs> Love yous. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. No. Thank you. No, you stay up here oh, for a oh, second. Oh. You stay up for a sec. All right. So uh, we are so honored to have Tony here. We are so honored. It is incredible to hear the stories, but really, to me, it's incredible to see the man. Someone two feet, what, what was, how did you put that? You put both feet in. You're like, all oh, yeah. in. Oh, you yeah. can't right. be half in there. I wasn't right? called. I just jumped. Yeah. <laughs> you just jumped I all just in. I jumped in. And we're just honored to be able to be a small piece, to be able to, uh, to be with you. It, it's so exciting to me because I look at the mission of our church, and we want to reach people that are far from God, and we want to oh. see them become disciples. And that's exactly what you're doing, a different context. Yeah, and sorry, brother, sorry. You guys, I don't know if you know it, but maybe Todd will tell you, you guys have sponsored one of those schools up there for the last three or four years. Nate and Carl came. I took them up there, and Nate said, Tony, those kids, how can we help? I said, I got to pay teachers. If we pay the teachers, the kids will stay in school. I can bring the gospel. Since you started that, we planted a church right beside the school because all the kids were getting saved. They got their parents, and now Pathway has got a church in Haiti. Yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So I, I just want to, it, it's so exciting to be a part of that. And so I just want to invite a few of our board of directors to come up. So Henry and Jimmy are going to come up. And, and I just want to let you know, we're going to give a gift to Tony. And yeah. uh, we already told him about this in the first service, but yeah. we want all of you to see this. And, and I want to let you know, this has nothing to do with the stretch campaign or anything that went on there. You guys can go ahead of me here. Um, it has nothing to do with the stretch campaign. This is our regular budget that we have a percentage that we send out to people that are reaching people for Amen. Jesus, and we're Amen. so excited. Amen. Um, so we just want to present, and this isn't from Jimmy or Henry or myself or Nathan. This is from all of you that invest in Pathway Amen. Church. And we just want to present Tony with this check for $10,000 yeah. yeah. from Pathway Church. 
Lotto 649, right? <laughs> Brothers and sisters, you got to understand, it's not your money. It's his money. It's not going to my mission. It's going to his mission in Haiti. And I thank you so much, very, very much. It's so Father. good. And it's, it, it's, it's fun to be generous. And it's an honor, absolute honor to be able to be oh, part of what you're doing. So Thank you. What, what I want to do, we're going to do announcements in a minute. Before we do, I'd ask that everyone stand up and uh, we're going to pray for Tony and Jimmy's actually going to pray for Tony right mm-hmm. now. You, and God. we'll just agree as a congregation as uh, he ministers in a place that uh, many of us may not ever be, but uh, we can be a small part of that. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Thanks, guys. God, we're just thankful for Tony, for the message he's sharing here, but more importantly, the message he is sharing in Haiti. And God, a land that is so aware of evil, that sees it, um, can also be so aware of light. And so we pray that you would go into those mountains, into those people, uh, through Tony, through the people that he is training and building up, through the radios, through any of these systems, God, that you would go and light this plate up. Um, God, we're just so thankful for Tony's willingness to step into a place that is full of darkness and evil and bring that light with him. Um, God, we just ask that you empower him, that you protect him and his family. Um, And as he said in the opening of his video, it's not about taking care of them. It's not about what Tony can do. It's about what you can do. And God, we see that. We recognize that. And you have blessed him. You've brought fruit. And we just pray for more and more of that. So, God, we just thank you. We ask that from the mouths of children, we continue to hear blessings for your name. We're just so thankful. God, it fills me with emotion as I listen to Tony, as I listen to those stories, that it's your hand, and it's real, and it's powerful, and we can miss that, and it can go unseen here. So, God, we pray for your hand to continue to be powerful, to move into lives that may not have heard your name before, but recognize it when they do hear it, and recognize your love that is so unfamiliar at times, but can move in loudly. So, God, hear our words, hear our prayers, and go before us, go before Tony. And we thank you, God, for what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.